This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Finally, Arsenal are back in action after an extended break, thanks to our FA Cup defeat against Liverpool, meaning that we weren't, of course, playing this weekend. But mercifully, the Premier League is returning with an away trip to a ground. We've had plenty of struggles as Arteta tries to overcome yet another bad omen. This is the Arsenal Preview Show. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode, as I say, of the Arsenal preview show. Looking ahead to our next fixture, which is uh, away at Nottingham Forest. I hope you're doing good and well. I hope you've had a fantastic start to your week as well with it being Monday. And then it's treating you well also. Thank you for those joining us live in the chat box. We've got Jimbo and back in the Rizania. We've got old Dave, Harry, A1, rejected billionaire, old Dave, uh, Damien, Z, Rancid Pumpkin, MIL reaction. Don't worry about it. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Appreciate your time. As always with our preview shows, we are joined by members from our Discord server. So let's introduce you to them. First of all, it's been a while, but it's great to see Tom Sable. Uh, Sable, sorry, get back on. I always say Sable, and then Mike always corrects me and says it's Sable. So I'm doing my best, Tom. Mike, he does get some things right, so that's good. I'm glad he's <laughs> keeping you on your toes. So how are you doing? Indeed. Yeah, very good, mate. Yourself? I'm wonderful. It's been a... It's it's getting a little cold down here in Florida. For us, it's uh, it's in the fifties Fahrenheit, so it's a uh, mm. it's chilly for us. So yeah, we were um, but off air, we were all marveling at your camera quality, and uh, I, I'm sure you're going to get some comments in the comment section and the chat box appreciating it as well. So uh, <laughs> we're all very just got jealous. it set up as of yesterday. So I, I, you guys are the guinea pigs. There we go. We'll Maybe be the I guinea am. pigs. No problem. Uh, also joining us is Dan. How you doing, Dan? You good, Joel? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? You okay? It's just the comparison of camera quality of one to the other is like night and day. <laughs> it is. It's Tom Canton and Tom HD. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, and lastly, making up our quartet this evening is Jordan. How are you doing, Jordan? What's going on, Tom? What's going on, guys? How are we doing, mate? Good, you well? Doing well. Doing well. Not as co- not as cold over in uh, in North Carolina here, but kind of close, yeah. What is it over there at the moment, out of curiosity? 
Yeah, we're 50, which is which is nice. It's it's, it's good for us here, yeah. So that's about 10 degrees here in the UK. Um, so yeah, at the moment it is currently. I've been outside at all today, so it's been. We've had such a cold. I say cold January, but I saw the news the other day that apparently they recorded the highest January temperature on record, which just doesn't seem right. But I suppose you know, cold is cold. Uh, it is indeed 10 degrees here still as well. So very similar to. To you at the moment, Jordan, over there. But uh, we've obviously got, hopefully, something to warm ourselves up with tomorrow night at Nottingham. Um, of course, a city very close to my heart. Uh, and one I'm sadly not going to be at the game for tomorrow. I'm going to be covering it from home before I go to the game this weekend against Liverpool. But uh, maybe that's the omen that we need. Because I was at the game last season, which we lost, you know, 1-0. And it's a ground in which we've struggled to get results in. Tom, what do you think the reason has been behind this really frustrating record at the city ground? It's hard to say because it's we've done it in the FA Cup, we've done it in the league. We it's it's I don't know whether it's the lineup. We go in there with the time of year. It's just it's there's something a bugaboo about that that ground. I don't understand why it's it. They're not they have maybe because they are more likely to hit us, try and hit us on a counterattack, and they're not a they're they're not a they're going to sit back a lot. And we just mm. maybe we don't have the patience when we're on the road in those games. Uh, other than that, I really don't have an explanation for it. It is kind of sad. Uh, they, but, but I was at the forest game this year that opened up the season at the Emirates and they, they came back in that game too. We let them back into it. So maybe it's just that team. Maybe it is. Uh, there are some teams, some grounds that just have that effect um, on teams. And the city ground has been ours. We lost, of course, 1-0 there last season. And then the two FA Cup games prior to that, we we lost both of them as well. Dan, could you put your finger on anything as to the reason why we've struggled there? No. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's a bit of overconfidence or maybe complacency. But I think we go there... And I think I think like with Brighton when they were coming to the Emirates, it's almost like the teams start off a bit like nervous. They don't know whether to commit forward or whether to take their time. And I just think that Nottingham Forest, they kind of grow into the game, don't they? So if you don't hit them in the first 20, 30 minutes, they sort of pick up a bit of speed. And they're not on paper in terms of the name now. They're not the greatest teams. But when you look at the players, they picked up some good players. Like that squad is has got a good solid core and I think they're just building around it yeah they are without some players of course uh, because the African Cup of Nations Jordan which will be of a benefit to us they're also going to be without Nuno Tavares although I think that might do them a favour uh, actually uh, more than anything I don't know if anyone managed to catch the responses to the the tweet of when they subbed him in their last FA Cup game they weren't complimentary it's fair to say but they will be without the likes of Ibrahim Sangara of course has been a key part of their midfield and some other players Serge Aurier um, Ola Aina I think I'm not sure is if he's back yet I don't think that he is so they are somewhat um, lacking in some of their key starters. Is that meaning, though, there's arguably more pressure, though, on Arsenal, Jordan, because the expectation will be that, you know, we should be willing relatively comfortably against a, uh, a depleted Forest side? I, I think that's it doesn't change anything because I think the expectation is already super high. I think that they're going to play a low block and and there are teams that play low blocks you know, because they have to. And, and that doesn't mean by definition that they're a good counterattacking team because that, that's how they're forced to play. But this actually is a good counterattacking team. They're not just in a low block because they have to, because they feel like they're outmatched. This is a team that's actually really good at a low block, really good at a counterattacking, really has good counterattacking players. Alanga, Gibbs White, or 
I laugh at Elanga. I feel like Man United have to be looking at that as just a terrible sale with their their issues up front. And so mm. I just think of teams that play in a low block, and that doesn't mean by definition they are also good counterattacking teams. This is a good counterattacking team that will play in a low block, and Nuno is only going to reinforce how they play in that regard. And so it's not that I'm super nervous. I just think I have the same amount of nerves as I always do, and, and just hope that we can and we can break them down. Indeed. Uh, it's also a return, potentially, Tom, of us facing Matt Turner once again, uh, who, of course, you'll know plenty about uh, from his American background. But I've seen plenty of rumours suggesting that Forrest aren't very happy with him. Um, they're linked with Gulashi of, of RB Leipzig as well, about potentially trying to bring another goalkeeper in before the window closes. Uh, he made that mistake, I think, in one of their more recent games also that was quite high profile. Is that... Is, is there any narrative surrounding Turner in this game or is he just a part of the fabric now? He's just part of that fabric because he was he had one token year with us that was mm. good. And from a, the Cronky standpoint, being an American, you know, that might be a part of this, the story. But I, I've always liked him, but he's not he was ne I don't think he's at the right quality to be um, in the in the Premier League. It barely was enough to to be a second string keeper on on Arsenal, and he shouldn't be starting. I don't think. Um, didn't they try to get Henderson back at one point, and they couldn't do it? So, mm, yeah. And so, they, yeah, he wasn't the answer even when they signed him this over the off season. So, um, he he's very good at making uh the 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 critical crazy saves, but he does have some howlers in there, and he does make some serious mistakes where um, it, it usually tends to cost a team like Forrest. And um, I'm hoping that we can, because that's, uh, you know, Jordan was saying about nerves and everything. I, I'm not so mm. nervous about Forrest. I'm nervous about our efficiency. So if we can just get him, well, you know, flustered, I think we'll be all right. But we have to be efficient in front of a goal and in the final third because we haven't been very efficient. No, uh, we, we haven't, although we did score five in our last game. But that was certainly a, a kind of change of the mould of what we'd come to expect over the festive period where we struggled. Do you feel like, Dan, that that was an anomaly in terms of the form? Or do you feel like it was a response that we we're expecting to, to push on from? I think it was a bit flattering, to be honest. Um, mm. I think if you read the stats, it was like 18 shots and we only had six on target. Was it mm. close to that? And... It seems to have followed the same trend as the last couple of league games where we're hitting sort of 20 to 25 shots on target. But I mean, shots taken, but we're not getting even a fifth of those on target, let alone converting them. So as I said the other day in the Discord, we need to start learning how to score ugly goals because I feel like when we get into that position, they're still looking for the pretty finish or the immaculate finish as opposed to just squaring across the box and someone just tap it in. because. Playing against a low block, that's the first goal you need. Breaks them up, doesn't it? You get the first goal in and then they have to come out. And I think that's where we struggle. They sit they sit in deep and when we do get that chance, we're just not burying it. It just needs to be ugly. And, and I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just get the points. You know, at the end of the day, that's what's going to matter at the end of the season. It's not going to matter how you won a league title as long as you got the points to be able to do it. Um, Jordan... This game is being talked about, I think, in the shadow somewhat of what we've got to face this weekend as well with Liverpool. Are you worried about the danger of of that Liverpool game being something of a distraction tomorrow night? 
No, I think that's something that that fans do. I don't think. I think Mikel's got them laser focused into this game, and they're equally important. Something I've always heard when when Arsenal fans and players get critiqued for over celebrating, maybe is the Luton win, and there's all this rhetoric about Arsenal fans over celebrating. What I don't think those people understand is that if you're going for a title, every single game is equally important. And so every single game is a cup tie, is a final, is is points that you absolutely must have. And mm. so if you look at it through, we absolutely must have these points. And you have a circumstance like Luton where we almost don't have them, and then we we steal them back. That That is something to celebrate like a Liverpool wins. It's the same three points for a team that needs every single point they can get. I don't think there is such a thing as over-celebrating. We need every single point. Mm. No, we do. Um I, I, the over-celebrating thing is just such a childish criticism, I think. It's football. Enjoy it. Like I don't really know why people need to temper expectations or temper people enjoying or celebrating games of football. It's such a strange, strategic move by any pundit or critic to, to use. I think football is something to be enjoyed. It's something which you enjoy with other people, of course. So, yeah, go mad. Celebrate a win over whoever you want to celebrate. Um, you know, it's... I, I know I'm saying that I, ironically after kind of criticizing Anthony, if you like, for celebrating how he did against Newport County. But I think there's context to things <laughs> sometimes. I think that's he deserves some criticism, though. Jeez, oh my <laughs> yeah, God. yeah. I, I, I say celebrate, but I, celebrate maybe with the context of understanding what happened in that game, <laughs> Anthony, rather than celebrating like that against the League Two side. Uh, but I suppose. But he also celebrated like um, he put top bins. Say again. And then he also celebrated like he put it top bins. It deflected yeah. off the post and hit his leg and went in. It's... <laughs> again, context is king, always. Um, Tom, it sounds like Thomas Partey is not going to be in the squad. Uh, Mikel Arteta said in his press conference that he's not yet ready. Um, he has been pretty... What's the right word? I don't want to say he lies about things, but he's deflected away from the truth, let's say, at times in his presses about player fitness. However, I I think it would be a surprise now, considering he flat out said he wouldn't be in the squad. So how do you feel about that, considering we've seen Partey in training, you know, for the, since last week, Arsenal took the time out to, to put pictures dedicated to showing fans that he was in training, and now he's not in the team. So it's a little I bit of a strange one. Yeah, it's some it's some weird marketing ploys there. I I don't I don't understand it how they they'll they'll do that. I mean, we're, we can see right through it. In the United States, we 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 call somebody like that in witness protection. They're they're being protected because they're somewhere in and hiding from the mafia or something. But because we haven't seen much of them other than these 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 photos that mm. we don't know if they're actually doctored or not. So, um, I yeah. for for Partey, from what I understand, is he's not even going to make the trip. Um. Mm. That's what I heard. I don't know where I where I can source that at, but I remember hearing that earlier today. And it's sad because we've we've went through all this the 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 middle the little break we had in January, the beginning of uh, the end of December, early January, where we had a little bit of time off, and then we see the pictures, and then we we coming back from that break. Then we have a little bit another little break here, where it's like ten more days between games, and yet the standard is they're still not going to see Partey. Um, yeah, he's he's an invisible man at this point. It's it's hard to to rely on somebody like that. Yeah, of course, and I think that might be one of the reasons why Arsenal make the decision in the summer 
that Partey's time at the club could be coming to an end because of the uncertainty around his availability. It's such a problem for us. And when we're linked with someone like Martin Zabamendi, of course, who doesn't suffer with the same problems, um, it would be much more within Arsenal's interest to have a player that's available as to one that, that isn't. Dan, two other injury concerns are Declan Rice and Gabriel Magalash. Um, Arteta has suggested that they're you know, in the running for this game, uh, which usually is a good sign um, when he says things like that. So the hope is that both of them could indeed be there. But is this a game in which you can afford maybe to be a bit cautious? And if you're not 100% with those players, rest them, bring in a Jorginho or bring in a Kivior to those defensive midfield or left centre-back positions? Or is it a, a risk that we can't afford to take? I think it's a bit of both, isn't it? It's, I think we, we can't afford to take the risk. But we're also in a position where we don't take the risk. We could put targets on Kivior's back and on Jorginho's back to say, well, you've come in and you ain't good enough, which then brings up that whole, the back the backup aren't good enough. So I think he, he will make a decision. If they're 90% fit, they're going to start. Mm. And maybe he'll just have Kivior and Jorginho on, on backup just in case we can get a decent lead in and then sub them out. I suppose Rice will probably be number one to be brought off the pitch with Gabriel closely following. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a risk if we don't do it. I think no matter what happens, he's going to run the risk of um, being attacked by the media for not making a decision, mm. did make the decision. So I think you should just go with whoever's the fears, put them in, bring them off when, when needed. And, yeah, as I said, it's time to win ugly, even if that means bandages on legs bandages around the head you know <laughs> a bit of glass on, on the old bandage as well <laughs> yeah i i think that when it comes to risking players you're always in a in a title race scenario you're kind of leaning on the side of caution but can we afford not to play declan rice if you, if you can play him for 60 minutes play him for 60 minutes and take him off we need to get the most out of the players that we can. But, you know, if you start them and then they're injured, you know what happens. Arteta gets absolutely blasted for risking them. So you yeah. can't win. Um, yeah, very frustrating indeed. Um, Jordan, the other narrative point of this game uh, before we go on to our lineups. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Of course, from Arteta's presser, he was asked quite heavily about his future and the reports around um, suggestions, we should say, that he was going to be leaving at the end of the season. I really liked his response. I liked how blunt and honest and emotional he was in how he said it was fake news and that it was really upsetting to, to see these kind of things taken out of context or just fabricated um, in this case. What did you make of how he reacted to it and how he dealt with it and how do you think it would affect the game tomorrow? Do you think it provides any motivation for him and the team? I appreciate his directness because I think it's not a mystery that that 
that's not a link that makes no sense whatsoever in in a bubble in isolation. I think right. Mikel will probably manage at some point in in the Spanish Premier League, and I think at Barcelona seems like a team that I mean, it seems like a match that could happen in the future. And and so I don't I, I think it came out of nowhere in the sense of journalism trying to just rile up Arsenal fans or or make a link that makes sense without thinking about any of the actual context of that this won't actually happen. So I appreciate him squashing it because I think it in, on some level, the average fan who might not average fan, whatever, someone who's not like maybe on the pulse of the fact that this won't actually happen could be lured into thinking it would happen. So I appreciate him being super very blunt about it on something that you know makes some sense in an alternate universe mm, yeah it does um i think that the idea that this would give arsenal a little bit of motivation of course to kind of back their coach and, and you know support him in a period in which obviously he's been very frustrated and just kind of keep the football to do the talking is, is going to be really important so let's jump into our teams uh, tom we start with you talk us through your selection and your reasons as to why very interesting, I think, this lineup because uh, I, with the crapshoot that it is with, with, with the injuries and the, the, what Arteta is saying and what, what, what might happen, I went with uh, the, 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 the Kivior um, and Saliba center back pairing because I, I, I think that Megalus is going to get some, a, a break. G6 is going to have to sit down, I think. and just We need him for uh, Liverpool. So um, if he's close, I'd rather have Kivior play because Kivior will play his natural position, and uh, I think we'll, he'll do much better there. Um, Zinchenko seems to be fine, and um, we're going to have – I have Rice and uh, and Jorginho in there to kind of almost double pivot there. Um, my The interesting part is – and I think I agree with you on this from earlier on one of the other shows where you talked about Trossard wanting to uh, – you know, you, you can't really – can't take him out. He scored mm. two, but Martinelli scored two. Um, so I, I kind of want to see where Trossard comes in. You get him about 60 minutes, and then you get um, Martinelli because you want to have him ready for the weekend as well. Um, my probably controversial pick is Havertz, uh, but um, I differ. I'm probably one of the few in the minority here that um, thinks that Havertz, uh, aside from maybe like three games, I think he's been pretty solid across the board, but that's for another discussion probably i think you're that far wrong to be honest <laughs> i really don't <laughs> um and then uh but havertz i think that putting him up top there uh, i think that gives a chance to put jesus out on the right he's been struggling a little bit with his clinical finishing and 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 being a, he's always good on that he makes everybody better on the pitch and this gives us a chance to get uh Sokka a little bit of a break um i'd still like to see Sokka come on probably for jesus uh with the you know, 20, 30 minutes left in the game. Um, I really want to try and get like, like I think uh, Dan was saying it about that ugly goal, getting that, that, um, you know, Fox in a box kind of a dirty, grimy goal. I'd like to see Havertz get one early, whether it's uh, a header or something that's not pretty. And then uh, for us be able to then have them to have to come out and have to really force the issue. And then I think we'll probably be able to have our way later in the game, hopefully knock on wood. Mm, absolutely yeah the point on Havertz you know it's not right people really slam Havertz the reality is is that you're right in terms of bad games that I can think of him having like they don't stand out to me like I don't sit there and think oh he was awful during that game um 
but I can actually give you like performances in which I thought he did well. Like I thought he did well against Liverpool in the FA Cup. He was just a goal away, I thought, in that game from a, a good display. You think about the game that he had uh, when he came off the bench against Brentford, of course, the game he had Luton. against Brighton when he scored. Say again, sorry? Luton, he, he was a part yeah, of all Luton, four goals. Yeah. So. He was excellent in that game. So, yeah, I think there is a debate to be had about Havertz, but uh, he's not delivered necessarily what maybe we would have wanted from a £65 million signing, which I think is the, the crux of the issue True. surrounding him. Um, Dan, talk us through it, mate. Oh, I think I've gone for the bog standard every week, 11. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm going to take a leaf out of Tom's book there. Like, I like the idea of Jorginho in the holding, but I just feel like he's going to put Havertz ahead of Jorginho. Uh, and if Rice, as I said, is 90% fit, he will start him. So same back line, including Raya, as much as I would love to see Ramsdale. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm part of the crowd, which is Ramsdale or Raya. I would actually like to start seeing them rotating now, like give him a couple of run, a couple of games in a row, see what he can do and just keep them both happy because we're out of the... The, the domestic cups mm. and I don't see uh, Ramsdale starting the Champions League next fixture so why not give him a couple of the lower lower fixtures in the, the league um, and then I can I want Trossard to start ahead of Nelly I think Martinelli coming on super sub bags of pace would be a nightmare for them uh, especially if Eddie comes on late as well like as much as I criticise Eddie for his involvement in the games i think if he comes on and plays as a second striker up there with havertz ghosting in or jesus up there i reckon we will we will we'll finish the game strong um but this game is definitely going to be about havertz and his late runs if he can put away half the chances he creates or fashions we'll be in a good place lovely stuff and going to lastly jordan yeah, um, I have a. This is maybe our like stock standard. Uh, everyone, uh, everyone's fit. Mikel's, you know, maybe first eleven here, um, and I can see where where Dan and Tom were making some of the changes. I think I think you could be fine putting Trossard at left wing. I think it's kind of a nice thing that Martinelli came on and scored those goals because if Mark Mikel wants to do this and start Martinelli, then it's defensible. I think if Martinelli comes on and and maybe you know shows some flashes but doesn't score and then starts this game that that doesn't necessarily send the right message but I think it's defensible and I think behind closed doors a conversation can be had where you're not making Trossard upset in some way you know disgruntled um, and from a Havertz perspective I might have the Mikel stubborn gene to some degree where I really think it's it would actually work and I came on on the phone the phone in show and talked about this where. The point of Havertz, I believe, are those is those late runs into the box. And if you're going to, and I think of it mostly in the half, in what we might call the half court offense for people who watch basketball. It's like when there's a set defense, not in transition, and anytime a ball goes to Saka or Martinelli, they're getting doubled automatically. The way we're going to break people down is recycle, throw the ball to the back bar to Havertz. Where if you want to take somebody out of the middle to go guard Saka or Martinelli, you're leaving Havertz one-on-one, Jesus one-on-one, Martinelli one-on-one at the back stick. And we just, it's there. We need to play that ball because it, I don't think we've proven that we're going to break down a fully, fet, fully set defense with just some super slick passing. And so I really want to lean into that. And if Rice is not fit, I'm super nervous about just having Jorginho in there by himself as a holder. I don't even, I honestly don't know what I would do. Maybe I'd put Zinch, uh, Kivior at left back and play that kind of 
I'd put Odegaard at the left eight and I'd play a four, two, three, one double pivot. But um, yeah, I'd be really nervous. Jorginho would make me nervous as the holding six in a team that's going to thrive on transition. I've seen people just, I've seen people run by him and just <laughs> reaching at thin air. And so that would make me a little bit nervous, but we'll see. I mean, I hope Rice is ready to go at least for a little while. Yeah, no, I think you raise fair points. You know, in my team, I've got Jorginho, um, not necessarily sitting, but obviously I think being supported by by Rice um, and pulling those strings. It depends on the game that Arsenal play. If they're able to suffocate Nottingham Forest into their own defensive third, then hopefully that escape won't be a problem that we need to deal with. We have a very quick defence as well with Saliba and, and of course, Kivuron White, who aren't slacking by any means. Um, and Rice, of course, gets back excellently when he needs to also. Um, but I do see the concern um, for sure. And I think that Saka needs to have a fantastic game um, and needs to rediscover his form and his confidence and and his feet as well in terms of his goal scoring because I can't have Chelsea fans trying to claim that Cole Palmer is somehow better uh, than Bakaya Saka, which is some ludicrous thing I've started to see spewed over my timeline in the last uh, few weeks. You know, a team has a bad patch and yet all of a sudden the guy that's got close to 20 goal contributions this season is suddenly not as good as Cole Palmer, which is just madness. But uh, yeah, it's something that needs to be put in the bin quite quickly. And Saka is down to Saka himself to be able to respond to that. And he needs to do that, I think, in this game, going into a really important game against Liverpool. I've not risked um, Gabriel either. I don't know if indeed. I think if he if he travels, I think he starts. You know, I, I, I only think that he won't be in the team if if he's not fit enough to be in the squad entirely. I, it's, it's always with centre-backs, I feel as though, if you're taking a centre-back and there's a fitness thing, you're starting them, whereas it's not like a forward player that you bring on for like the last 10 to 15 minutes if that's all they can give you. So, yeah, that's an intriguing one to consider. But if he's not fully fit, I wouldn't risk him and just rest him for the the Liverpool game at the weekend, which is, of course, something that it's very difficult not to get out of our minds um, when talking about this game. Um, but we are going to continue by doing that and predicting our scoreline. So, Tom, we start with you. And chat box, you can respond in the chat box. Um, scoreline and scorers, please. I think we're going to have uh, 4-0 to the Arsenal. I think that you're probably going to have um, a goal by Jesus. You're going to have two goals by Rice and a goal by Havertz. Dan? Well, I was close to the last game, when I? I said 4-0. Uh, I think this one will be a little bit closer. I'm going to say 3-1. I think Elanga somehow, some way will creep one in. Uh, but I think I hope Havertz gets one. I think Trossard will bag again, and I think Jesus will surprise you. But I bet he scores a header tomorrow on against Forest. I'm sure he will. No, we'll have to wait and see. And Jordan, I've got two nil. I think that that second half of that, the nil part, is the more important part against a team like this. And I think that I we're going to keep our corner kick streak going here. I think Saliba will put one in from a corner. Uh, and I and I just absolutely would love to see Havertz get one at the back stick and uh, just kind of reinforce that that's what he's here for and that and that's a way we can break down these teams. Sounds good. I'm just checking about Anthony Alanga. I don't know if he was in there 11 for their last game. Um, no, he wasn't in the squad um, for the game against Brentford. So long may it continue. Yeah, hopefully he's not uh, in the squad again because uh, he is a decent player. I agree with you, Dan. I think he is. Uh, I, I'm i going to go with uh, 3-1, I think I said, on FK's show last night. So I'm gonna, I'll go with 3-1 as well. Um, Chris Wood probably will score a header from a corner or something like that uh, to get their goal. 
Um, and I'll go with um, one from Ben White, obviously, being a screamer, uh, and uh, Gabby Jesus and Bakaya Saka. Uh, just to get one on the score sheet for him would be would be great to see as well. Um, Mark says 3-1 to Arsenal. Havertz, Trossard, Saka. Jimbo says 2-0 Arsenal, Trossard and Jesus. Jean says 5-0 hat-trick with Hazard, uh, Havertz. And then Ketia. Uh, with two. Aditya says 5-0. James says 3-0. Saliba Havertz and Erdegaard. Uh, Paul says 3-1 Arsenal. Jason says 2-0. I hope to Arsenal as well. Uh, Ian says 1-0 win. Real tough game or a 2-1. They're such a powerful team in transition. Gibbs White and their strikers. Alanga are absolutely scary and a handful and their captain Yates is also very good. Uh, Amira says a nervy 1-0 OG from Matty Turner to keep our title hopes alive. Uh, Steve Stones is 2-1 Arsenal Havertz and Saka. Jared says 3-0 Saka. Jesus Havertz. Maximir says 2-0 and don't worry about it says 1-0 as well thank you so much for listening to today's preview show and chat box thank you for tuning in live do drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new matt uh matt who am i saying matt i know what i'm saying matt it's because in the chat box i've seen a matt tom that's twice i feel like i've gone down the wrong <laughs> path in one show tom thank you for your time always an absolute pleasure to catch up with you it was nice to see you at our live event last time as well in london tell people they can find you and what you're going to be up to now you can find me at Sir Sable and at most of the uh, uh, social handles that are going to be at Sir Sable. Um, uh, or if you are in Tampa and you want to come down to see some games, I run the Gulf Coast Gooners in Tampa. So um, come on down. Absolutely. Uh, lovely stuff. Who's the game show host that said, come on down? <laughs> Stuck in my head now. Monty Hall from the old, yeah. uh, the old make it, let's make a deal, I think. <laughs> lovely stuff uh dan come on down and tell people where they can find you mate yeah so uh discord as always i'm, I'm popping up here there and everywhere um as a, i'm on twitter x uh two handles i've got my black and white cannon where i throw my not so needed opinion about arsenal everywhere on there <laughs> like comment on everyone's comments but also on YouTube, my vegan Vital Kitchen, as I said, I uh, started that two weeks ago. It's going really well. And after we finish here, I will be releasing the second video. And this weekend after the poll, oh, lasagna is on its way. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. So lasagna is definitely one I'm going to be able to get on board with. I think I'm looking forward cool. to that. So I might even have to try it and send it your way to see how, how it goes. Um, oh, happy, mate. Send it. Send me a, like a, a calorie breakdown as well. That'd be great. It's, put it this way, it's high high protein uh high in complex carbs no 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 very little starch you, mm -hmm. your training it's perfect good to know i'm looking forward to it and uh, yeah you can check out uh dan's channel as he says vegan vital kitchen uh, make sure you're going to give it a watch and lastly jordan thank you so much for joining me mate tell people they can find you i appreciate it you guys if you're into health and fitness content i'm on instagram at jordan lips fitness you guys come and hang out we go. We got. We got vegan content. We got uh, health and fitness content, and we've got the Gold Coast uh, Gold Coast Gooners as well. Um, so is right Gold Coast? Am I saying that right? Gulf Coast. Yeah, we're on the Florida Gulf Coast. Gulf Coast. See, I've just messed up everything today. I'm not on it. It's why I shouldn't do these shows right after my shift. It's just not the way forwards at all. Um, but thank you, everyone, for listening. Do appreciate your time. Make sure you give the guys plenty of love in the comment section of the chat box as well. I'll be live tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., uh, bright and early as usual. We'll also have 
uh, a breakdown, of course, the game against Nottingham Forest uh, the next morning after that. So Wednesday, which, of course, we'll also be having a phone-in show around this time talking about Mikel Arteta's contract situation. And then on Thursday, it's deadline day. Um, so we'll have a, a big chat about absolutely nothing that we've done. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. But do drop a like, as I say. Subscribe if you're new. Catch up on this morning's morning show if you haven't done so already. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.